0: welcome back you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber our guest today Susan Silverstein Hungry for Health Uh, her website is BeatCancerKit.com and we would like to
1: well the attitudes what common attitudes uh, corrections and adjustments do you work with with people with cancer breast cancer and or prostate cancer
2: wow well um, you know there's there's a, a general, I will say, a general cancer-prone personality, and there's quite a bit of research on that. And by the way, that is so thoroughly discussed. I know we only have a few minutes, so I'll touch on a few highlights. But one of the items that we offer uh is the cancer report. And I cannot stress how phenomenally valuable. I'm honored to have a chapter in there and some workbook pages, but the cancer report talks about the powerful research field, that's a scientific field called psychoneuroimmunology, and the field's been around about as long as the Center for Advancement in Cancer Education has been, about 30 years, uh, looking uh, at uh specific patterns of thinking and feeling and how they correlate with diseases like cancer mm-hmm. um and w- what we we find is is that uh people with uh personalities that tend to promote uh, to to propel them in the direction of cancer are people that generally put everyone else's needs before their own they are feeling they're not entitled to pursue their own needs uh-huh. or, uh, they, they have to kind of say, you know, come on and, uh, take, uh, Take first position here, and my my needs, my goals, my desires are really just of secondary importance. So we find that. Okay,
0: and then how about, do you also run into people who, for instance, have a lot of anger going on or hate going on? And that's
2: another thing. There's (laughs) Negative emotions. Like anger and resentment, are yes. uh and generally those emotions are that are repressed
0: mm-hmm. rather
2: than expressed.
0: And so um, these these aren't necessarily. I'm angry at my husband this minute. Oh my God, I have cancer the next minute. These are the folks that, like you said, repressed. They're hanging on the old resentments, angers, hates. From these are often lifetime exactly. Yes. Yeah, and and then. Um, also
2: uh with breast and prostate cancer, and of course, I focus on that in in the these kits um, but in a simple version really what we're we're saying is is the pattern that I've observed that both breast and prostate cancers uh patients are feeling quite unsupported by uh their uh partners um or they have lost partners um or they are in unfulfilling relationships and uh, they haven't really learned how to nurture themselves and they're not getting what they need from their partners. Yeah. And and so we see a lot of that. Now, uh, for yeah. a patient who isn't willing to go there, mm-hmm. then we get them a recipe book and we say, look, these are simple. These are easy to prepare. They take very little time. They're normal to find ingredients. They're ex- exceedingly helpful for you and guess what they taste great yeah. so if you're not willing to talk about what's eating you let's start with what you're eating so and maybe after a while we'll get
0: to what's eating you, you because if they don't deal with what's eating them they're probably not going to heal no matter how spiffy doodle they do their diet well that
2: i have seen that
0: yeah i have seen
2: that well and they, they uh, both
1: help attitude and diet they both are key yes and uh you know, if you can do both of them, you're going to most likely get a, high, a second chance. Yeah, clean bill of health going. That's for right. You. So, what are the ten best foods for fighting cancer?
2: <laughs> how much time do we have? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: well, we can get started, um, uh, and uh, we'll go from there and do what how much we can. Okay. Um, so. Obviously, we know, and I, by the way, I, you started with roots and fruits, greens, and beans, seeds, and weeds, which is, of course, the primitive diet. I don't want your listeners to think that my recipe book has got so much <laughs> weird stuff in there <laughs> that, you know, you have to be a vegan. Um, the truth is that that uh, people can eat some animal protein if they choose, but they just have to bury it in uh, 13 servings of fruits and vegetables. So that is the very first thing on my list. Uh... In terms of a general category of foods that we need to eat
0: to help prevent and reverse cancer. Because some people um, actually need some of the, more of the protein for grounding themselves, so. Uh, yes, there are people whose body chemistries and metabolisms really need some, uh, animal protein, but
2: it depends on the quality yes. and the, you know.
0: Absolutely. Um,
2: and how they prepare it and yes. the, uh, they can have a small amount and then smother it in, Plant-based foods. You mean
0: you don't like it when they fry it in butter and then cover it in a heavy sauce?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what?
2: um we i feel we need to take our steps very gradually you know nutritional sophistication is like climbing rungs of a ladder and i've been climbing my ladder for 30 years and i thought i reached the top and i'm still finding more rungs that i can improve upon but the idea is to take one step at a time that's right integrate the change into your lifestyle so that you own it and that it isn't controlling you, because that's why people don't stick with programs. Mm -hmm. Um, And then move on to the next battle. So the first big battle would be these try to get 13 servings of fruits and vegetables. Now, that's not as hard as as it might sound, Um, but if you haven't had any in the last week... (laughs) <laughs> then
1: we'll start with it.
0: <laughs> By the way, so we're we talking. Just, with a with mi- one. just a minute. We're talking today with Susan Silverstein, and she's written the book Hungry for Health, and you can reach her website at beatcancerkit.com. No vegetables all week long. That's pretty scary. Well, it does happen. <laughs> um, but, uh, see, because people think
2: that uh, because we're a fast food nation and we. You know, convenience has to rule that what we need is the thing we take out of the freezer, throw in the microwave, and we can eat it 30 seconds later. Um, I suggest that uh, people uh, throw their microwaves out of the window. That's
1: right. But so... So microwaves kills the food pretty bad, doesn't it?
2: Well, at best. Microwaving will change the molecular structure and chemical bonding of every food and beverage it touches so that the body cannot recognize them as nutrients. But at worst, we're looking at, frankly, carcinogenic and immunosuppressive compounds. Yes. So you can have 13 servings of fruits and vegetables a day, and if they're microwaved, you get negative points.
1: Well, what, what about the person who says they're on a vegan diet and really have cleaned things up, and they use uh, french fries with ketchup, and then they use <laughs> the iceberg lettuce salads?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, let's face it, a Coke and a Danish qualify for vegetarianism. <laughs> you know.
1: Coke and a Danish.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Did you hear that story about the person using uh that nurse that put the, heated the blood for the transfusion That's in yeah, the it's microwave? Yeah, in my
2: immune perspective. Yep. And, and literally
0: dog. the person died because the blood was so uh ruined for, foreign. foreign from that uh from the microwave that it killed the person.
2: Yes. Scary. Yeah, that was a very sad story. Yeah. Uh, and that's why young mothers are encouraged never to microwave the infant oh. formula. And, of course, you know, uh, uh, breast milk doesn't come out microwaved. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that might be news to some people. <laughs> okay, number one, uh, 13 servings of fruits and vegetables. And there's ways to get that where it's not that big of a job. How do you do That's that? That's
2: right. Well, in Hungry for Health, I have uh, 25 different um, juice and smoothie recipes, so ah, you you're you probably go. going to get a couple of servings just in one of those beverages. Uh, and then if I have um, about another 25 uh, soup recipes, and these are uh, heavy plant-based. And they're easy to make, and you know, a big bowl of soup is going to give you a couple more servings. Um, and then, obviously, we've we've got salads and salad dressings, but um, uh, there are snacks and there are appetizers and uh, lots of other things that people can uh, do um, to make sure that they're getting their fruits and vegetables. Um, and then. We we can look at some of the other uh, specific ingredients. I mean, there there are uh, 10,000 studies on the connection between fruits and vegetables and chronic degenerative disease, um, and 4,500 of them specifically link consumption of fruits and vegetables to decreased risk for cancer. Um, so. There's plenty of information just relating to that category, but then we can break it down and look at specific, uh, fruits or specific vegetables and all of the science that connects them to cancer control.
1: So you have, um, um, salad dressings in your 157 recipes in your book, mm-hmm. Hungry for Health? Yep. Sal- really good healthy salad dressings, right? Cause that's what, that's one of the problems is, like you have a, uh, vegetables or salad and what do you do to sort of make it really tasty? And I, I think you've done a great job in answering that.
2: Well, thank you. And, you know, again, even if you pick only one recipe from my book a day, only one, and the other two meals you don't make, you will start to learn from the four nutrition secrets that are in the beginning of the book how to go about making healthy choices when you're out. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want you to miss out on going to restaurants. I don't want you to miss out going to your friend's house for dinner. You don't have to be, you know, a a social pariah um, just because you're trying to eat healthy. I mean, I'm in restaurants all the time. I'm traveling on the road and lecturing a great deal, and... um, There are ways to do it where you can enjoy social occasions. And, of course, I want you to cheat on your birthday and on holidays. Really what I care about is what you do 19 out of your 21 meals a
1: week. So when you go to a restaurant, how do you manage a healthier uh, food?
2: Well, usually there's some soup on the menu that is uh, a vegetable soup Mm -hmm. or a vegetable bean soup like a lentil soup or, you know, some some vegetable soup. So that's a good place to start. Um, and then the next thing is make sure that you order a salad. Every restaurant has a salad, as you say. We want the most interesting uh, leaves and greens that we can get, not the iceberg lettuce, if we can help it. <laughs> right.
1: um,
2: and um, so you can always order a nice big salad. Then when you order your main course, um, now i don 't eat red meat, and maybe people going out would prefer that, but there are those who uh, are fine with fowl or especially fish. Now restaurants are starting to carry wild fish. You can usually find one item that is even wild fish, but just do the best you can, and rather than having the rice and the pasta or the potatoes mm-hmm. which don't digest well with protein anyway which tend to put the pounds on and which tend to fill you up and take the place of the more nourishing colorful vegetables just say hold the starch give me double veggies
1: right yeah
2: and it's and then pack your own herbal tea bag uh for uh you know after the main course it's very doable
1: yeah so would you say that we have a Uh, A severe epidemic of um, really compromised foods that are really uh, adding to our heart disease, cancer problem, and diabetic disease these days?
2: Absolutely. We are overfed but undernourished.
1: Poison, that's the And you know
2: what's bothering me Mm. more than anything, Keith, is the fact that today's children have a one in two lifetime risk of cancer, heart disease, and diabetes. One and two.
1: Boy, that's getting out of hand. I mean, way out of hand. You know, um, you mentioned that we don't die from the tumors when we have cancer. What do we die from?
2: Um, Yeah, most patients don't die from their tumors unless the tumors somehow threatening a vital life function, like filling up their lungs so they can't get any oxygen, um, uh, blocking their food, tubes and their eliminatory organs totally. Really, they die from malnutrition, toxemia, and or infections. And what's so valuable is that good nutrition can address all of them.
1: Yes, I agree with that. So how valuable is uh, sugared food, dairy foods, red meats for uh, cancer, cancer patients?
2: Oh. Not at all valuable. <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. Cancer's favorite food is sugar.
0: Oh, Not
2: only the amount of food uh, sugar, but also the, the frequency that one ingests that sugar, because it ultimately puts your entire immune system to sleep. And that of course that's why PET scans are so efficient at diagnosing where cancer is in the body because you take this sugar water tagged with a radioactive isotope mm-hmm. and then it makes a beeline for every single cancer cell in the body because they're going give me give me my favorite food
1: like right. an, like an addiction
2: it's just like an addiction, uh, for the cancer cell and of course that, then we get the feedback mechanism and then we get the cravings for the sugar. Um but you see, we don't want to imply therefore that we should be having the pink stuff, the blue stuff, or the yellow stuff. Because that stuff, while it is not sugar, they all three were developed as accidents in pesticide laboratories.
0: Yep. You're and talking the about the fake sugars, right? Pardon? You're talking about the fake sugars? The fake sugars. Yep. So they're just if as you're scary. Going
2: to, if, if it's a choice between that, uh, the synthetics, and table sugar, at least have the table sugar because yep. uh, the body can recognize it as some sort of uh, okay. natural substance. We However, need to take a
0: break. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber. Our guest is Susan Silverstein. We'll be right back.